Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're back. I hope you're back. We've got a pretty good audience. Uh, we got an uh, inquiry the other day from Queensland, Australia. Anonymous feedback. So we're we're encompassing the globe. Uh, Earl Stewart on cars. We're here to help you avoid being ripped off by a car dealer. It's kind of hard today. Uh, the economy, whatever you want to call it, good, bad, or uh, hy- hysterically crazy, uh, the economy is on the car dealer's side, and the and by that I mean the supply and demand curve. And the same thing with the manufacturers, record profits. If you ever felt sorry for a car dealer, and I kind of doubt that you did, but if you, just in case you did, don't feel sorry anymore. Uh, these guys uh, are making a lot of money. And let me be transparent, I'm a car dealer, and I, I'll admit it. Uh, my dealership's making more money than it ever did before. So um, do I feel guilty? Yeah, a little bit, even though I'm towing the line with my philosophy, which I firmly believe in, uh, to be honest and transparent, allow car shoppers to have their right, that they have the right with every other retail product, to shop and compare price. And uh, that's what it's all about. Unfortunately, today, when you shop and compare price, unfortunately for the consumer, all the car prices are high. And uh, manufacturers are just making a ton of money. Um, the uh, dealers are, are making at least a ton. And uh, we're, we're here to help you buy a car for as little as you can if you need a car, new or used, and also maintain and repair your car. Your phone calls uh, make the show. Uh, if you're new, uh, believe me, I mean, if, you, if you're new and you listen to the show, you'll see what I'm talking about. We have some callers that are so incredibly intelligent and humorous and friendly. I mean, they're just, their personalities, uh, the whole nine yards is just really good, but, but mainly in, information. I'm not saying this to flatter anybody. I learn things on this show. I've been in this business for half a century. I've been a car dealer. I mean, I really, really know the business well. I'm not bragging. I, it's, it ain't bragging if it's true. I really do know a lot about cars, but I learn something new, at least one or two things new every week on this show. Uh, Rick Kearney, sitting to my right, by the way, is our certified diagnostic master technician. And uh, this guy has really got his work cut out for him because the technology on cars is just absolutely moving at warp speed. The new models are coming out. I've never seen more, uh, I hate to use the word gadgets, uh, in the car business vernacular, we call them toys, but... The technology is moving so fast, the manufacturers can't control themselves, and they're putting so many little really cool 
Some of them are good, too. Safety features. A lot of them are entertainment-wise and other things. The point is, a lot of things are being added to cars today that haven't been field-tested. And I think they're using you, the buyer, to field-test them. Uh, not only are they not all working properly, but uh, they're hard to understand even how to use. And uh, Rick can help you there. And uh, I would say, uh, nod your head if I'm right, that's your biggest challenge is the new stuff, right? The old stuff, you got down pat. Uh, I mean, he knows all the, what we talk about with cars, we talk about engines and we talk about transmissions and we talk about squeak, rattle and rolls and noises and water leaks and all that kind of stuff. But when you get into the high tech stuff, uh, we get stuff on the cars. It's very difficult to diagnose. We have to sometimes get with the manufacturers and sometimes they don't know how to diagnose it. They send specialists out to the field and when they do diagnosis, guess what? They don't have the part to fix it. So we can tell you what's wrong with it, but we'll say it might be three months before we can do anything about it. So um, it's, it's, a, it's an adventure, and we're here to help make that adventure calmer. Uh, call us, please, um, at our toll-free number, 877-960-9960. That's 877 877- 960-9960. Now, there's a lot of other ways, <coughs> and most of our contacts are not this way, but we like the telephone call, 877-960-9960, because it's good radio. It's good Facebook. It's good YouTube. Uh, the the personality, your personality comes through, uh, good, bad, or whatever you want to say, but your personality comes through, and that's entertainment. That's, I mean, let's face it, this isn't a purely educational show. I like to think we're doing a little bit of entertainment here. I mean, we have to entertain you, otherwise you don't keep listening. People need to be entertained. Two hours, if we can get 15 or 20 minutes of your time, we've done a good job. But we have to do that, we have to you know, have you something, give you something interesting. 877-960-9960. I promise we will get to that number when it rings as quickly as possible. Nancy Stewart, my co-host and a co-founder of the show 20 years ago, is sitting right there with a laptop computer. When she sees your call, it will be put on her screen. She'll have your name and number, and we will stop what we're doing. She tells Stu Stewart, my son, just came in and he's uh, sitting across from her. If he's talking, Nancy will say, hey, uh, Stu, we got a call. If Rick's talking, hey, Rick, excuse me, we got a call. And me too, Earl, we got a call. We stop what we're doing to get your phone calls at 877-960-9960. So please call us if you have anything to say. And I don't mean just a question, a comment. We love constructive criticism. And, uh, we reach all over the world. I said earlier that we actually had an inquiry from Queensland, Australia. Uh, so we reach all over the world. Uh, YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. That's Rick Kearney's personal domain. He watches that, and he has a lot of, I, I hate to offend anybody else, but his callers or his viewers uh, that are streaming uh, YouTube are really smart. And we got a lot of good stuff out there. One guy, Donovan, is amazing. And a lot of the guys are amazing on the YouTube channel. YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. And, of course, Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. 
And if you just want to go to Earl on Cars, uh, you can get this show. You don't even have to tune it in because they're all on our, their archive. You can watch the shows. You can watch YouTubes of the shows. Uh, we've been doing this for a long time, and we've got a library of information on EarlOnCars.com, Mystery Shopping Reports, which I haven't mentioned. If you're new, you're in for a treat. If you can wait just uh, or it can come back toward the end of the show, about the last half an hour, uh, we secretly go into a car dealership somewhere. This one happens to be in Pennsylvania, our Mystery Shopping Report today. But we, uh, you know, we're all over, mainly Florida, I'll be honest with you. Uh, most of them are South Florida. And we go into the car dealership, and we pretend to buy a car. Agent Lightning is our undercover agent, and she does a fabulous job of, I hate to say duping the salespeople, but she comes in and across as a actual car buyer. And boy, she really gets treated the way you will be treated if you go into that dealership. And we tell you exactly how Agent Lightning was treated, whether she was lied to, whether the law was broken in terms of violating uh, advertising codes or bait-and-switch codes or uh, anything else. So you know if you've got a good, bad, or ugly dealership. And we published them. We published this in the archive of rollingcars.com. We have recommended dealers and dealers we don't recommend. And this all stems from that mystery shopping report. And... Talking, I was talking about entertainment earlier. This is probably the ultimate entertainment. Not always, but uh, we have some outrageous experiences at these car dealerships. It's hard to believe that we don't have more highly qualified, high-scoring dealers. Most of the dealers, I know people don't want to hear this. A lot of people don't want to hear this. But most car dealers don't do it right, folks. I mean, I'm sorry to say it. I'm a car dealer. And uh, I used to be part of the Don't Do It Right team many years ago. I got my act together. I'd like to think I'm doing a much better job today. But uh, as a profession, and all you have to do is go to the Gallup annual poll. They do, they've been doing one since 1975, I think. That's a lot of years, about, about 50 years. They have been uh, doing a, a poll as ask thousands and thousands of consumers what they consider the best and the worst and the ugly and the as far as professions and businesses. <coughs> and of course, car dealers are at the bottom. Who's number one? Nurses. Uh, they're number one. Teachers are up there pretty high, too. Uh, but at the bottom, car dealers, congressmen, lobbyists, uh, direct mail companies. Telemarketers. Telemarketing, yeah. That's what I was searching for, telemarketing. They really, really, and today they really get you angry. I can't tell you how many of those calls I get. Anyway, I'm going to turn the mic over to Nancy Stewart, sitting right next to me. And uh, not only is she monitoring the phones, but she's the female advocate on the show. She's the only female on the show, so she has to be the female advocate. And she, is, she, she makes the case for why women should be respected more, treated with more courtesy and respect than they are now, and uh, why they should be in the business form, why they should be more involved. And she's, she's raised the awareness of the women on this show. We have about 50% women that call. And to uh, reward those women, she has a special offer she'll tell you about right now. Good morning, everyone. 
That phone number is 877-960-9960. I have a question for you. Electric, electric. Everybody is buying electric. Can you afford electric? I think you can. The Model Y. The Model Y. $39,530. And if you subtract the incentives, you're going to get out the door for $27,030. That's cheap. And that is unbelievable. That's for the Model Y. Uh, Elon Musk is cutting... In, in Colorado, they have a special uh, 5000 in addition to the 7500 so. The, the 7500 yeah, yeah, yeah. correct. Um, also, uh, how do you feel about flying cars? Rick mentioned it, I believe it was last week. He was pretty excited, as I am. Flying cars, wow. How about you, Stu? You saw that, that Aleph, the... Uh, Aleph, yes. That is really cool. <laughs> yeah, and... It's only uh, 300 grand. 300 grand, and uh, if you want to sign up, $150. If you're real serious, they'll push you ahead on the list for 1500. By 2025, flying vehicles. I'm doing it. <laughs> the um, Federal Aviation Administration has been granted permission, and you can read all about that uh, if you uh, have uh, AI, access to AI, access to Google. It's everywhere. The news is everywhere, and it's exciting. There are only two occupants in that vehicle, and it can only travel at, uh, what is it, Rick, uh, 25 miles uh, I, it, I actually haven't seen any specs on them, but oh, you have it. In okay. order to fly, it's got to have, it's got to reach a certain speed. Yeah, yeah. Depending and, on how it's powered, but and do you have to have so a pilot's electric. license? I don't even know. <laughs> I know the FAA you, said it, yeah, but I don't know. It, what the, it's what the a little limited. Are. It isn't exactly the same as a pilot license. So, uh, whoo! I saw an animated video of uh, that they put out of a one of these cars driving down the highway, and there's a big wreck crossing the road. And it just goes up and over the wreck. <laughs> that's what I want. And I know that's what you want because you can do that at Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> he does Bridges. Right. He, he does. <clears throat> anyway, he's airborne when he comes to a bridge. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, that number is 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget your anonymous feedback where you can get in touch with us. We're on Facebook, YouTube, we're all over the place. So you do have access to us. And we have two hours, two exciting hours of a lot of information. And as I always say, you make the show. You guys are a very, very important part of this show. Ladies, don't forget, you can win yourself $50 this morning And uh, if you are a new female caller. That's the first two new female callers. And I want to take a minute and I want to thank Betty. Betty sent me a check for Big Dog Ranch. And uh, Betty, we all thank you here. It looks like as if that you're just about as serious as we are with Big Dog Ranch. And um, I thank you for that. And I'll make sure that gets into the right hands. Also, uh, we have Marshall who's coming in. And uh, this is going to be quite an event. Uh, Marshall is a very large Dane. <laughs> not, 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 from, not from. Are you sure he's not, not a from horse? Denmark? I saw a picture. I think it's a horse. Right. I think, I think our audience might because he's not a Dane. He's not a, a gentleman from from uh, Denmark. <laughs> it's a Great Dane. Great he Dane. is a, a great. Oh, he's a Great right. Dane. <laughs> 
He's four-legged with a tail, and he's going to be in here sneaking up behind me in about an hour and about an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be looking for stuff. You know, you don't want to be adopt him if you're in a small apartment. I don't think right. he would accept that. Exactly, he would he would, he would object. And I think I think he might make a mess of a very small apartment exactly. just by moving around. You know, the bull in the china shop thing. It's a great day in the studio. So same, same uh, stay idea. tuned for that, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we have another great mystery shopping report, and that comes to us from I believe North Huntington, Pennsylvania, which isn't too far off from uh, you know Irwin and uh, a few other uh, towns uh, north of uh, Pittsburgh. So, again, ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Take advantage of that. 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go right to the phones where everyone is patiently waiting to speak to us. And uh, we've got about four or five calls on hold. So we are going to take our first caller. We're going to try to keep each call brief and we'll take advantage of every second jersey mike welcome back hi there thanks for taking my call Thank um you. i want to say a few things first about big dog ranch i made a substantial donation because i adopted a dog for my roommate oh bless you thank you and half, that's quite okay it's well well spent money uh i have a boxer pure breed, almost 100 pounds now, he's a big guy, and that's a female male, so they get together in my backyard, and it's hilarious what goes on, <laughs> it's just absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I've got films of it, it's, a, it's unbelievable. Anyway, getting back to business and cars, uh, Earl, I told you before, I said, you were one of the best guys I've ever met. I bought a 2018 uh, Hyundai from you, and you gave me the uh, the uh, actually put on or whatever that thing is called and uh it was one owner never leased and i put i brought it up to thirty three thousand miles never did anything in that car and i gave it to my daughter who got married that was a wedding price to them when i went ahead and bought another cadillac instead for myself okay well, that's so i'm very happy with the way you helped me out there earl i i recommend your uh location to anybody out there you're going to get a fair shake if you go see earl at earl stewart's uh car dealer thank you thank you you're quite welcome now you also advised me about uh working on uh, my cadillac because i had a problem with uh, getting hot air out of one side of the air conditioner and good cold air only when i'm driving down the road out of the driver's side so i turned the vents off on the right and i was okay to get around i got that finally fixed believe it or not for 110 dollars wow. at a place up in north jersey because i just came back from north jersey to see some friends and relatives up there for $110, they diagnosed it to be what was called on the right-hand side. There's a power, they call it a power blower or power something or other. They replaced that for 110 bucks. They had to take the dashboard down it or something like that. It took about two hours or an hour and a half, and it's, I got ice cold air coming out of there without having to put extra refrigerant in there. Matter of fact, I had the cans of refrigerant, and the gentleman there, and he was only recommended to me but through friends who have been dealing with him for decades. That he was the best mechanic around, and he fixed the whole thing for hundred ten dollars. And that was what was wrong with it. And I, and, and I and I worst thing I could have done was actually put more refrigerant in it because you got to be very careful when you yeah. do that that you don't over exceed because you have to have the instruments to make sure that 
you not putting too much in, and I don't have that instrument. Only mechanics yep. have that. Right. So that worked out you. real well. Yeah, I'm really happy about that. That specialized machine is about uh, for for an inexpensive one. It's about four to five thousand dollars, <laughs> and the better machines can go as high as ten to twelve thousand dollars. So it'd be less expensive to just replace your air conditioning system right. in your car. <laughs> wow! All right, now here's my problem. This I've had Cadillacs since 1970. I'm sorry, 1978, new ones. I put 65,000, 70,000 on them each year in my own business. Three years later, I'd burn them up around 190,000. I'd trade it for another one. That's when they made Cadillacs that were comfortable. You know, they had big engines. You know, they were like uh, 4,800 pounds. This thing I have here is all plastic. I got a 2014 AST. The only thing that's metal on it is the hood so it doesn't melt. Otherwise, everything on the car, you can go around with a, mag, mag, a magnet. There's no metal on that car. <laughs> and it's very uncomfortable to drive. It's horrible. I have to wear Probably have to get better enough. fuel economy, though, right? <laughs> no, no. No? You would think so. No. I got a turbo in it. I don't get get on it. I'm a very careful driver. I've never had a speeding ticket in my life, okay? so But I, but I move along. I can do whole shots at yeah. 75 if I have to. Yeah. But anyway, my point simply is this. It only gets 22 miles to the gallon. Hmm. Now, uh, you got to stop driving Cadillacs. Advised me that, wait, let me just finish. He, also, he also advised me already on this car that when you're at, when you come to a stoplight and you got your foot on the brake, uh, it rumbles. And he said, well, you got to clean the, uh, the, the, the throttle, uh, uh, throttle body. throat and of the car, but whatever the buildup. And that was done. And you know what? After it was done, it's even worse now. It, I mean, the vibration is even worse. So he said it could be motor mounts. Now, that's the one thing I didn't look at yet. Motor what mouth. I'm thinking about is just getting rid of this piece of what I call C-A-R-P-H. I think it's is, motor mouth. This car, yeah, pretty this sure. car is bad news, all right? It's just, you know, I can't get comfortable with the seat. I'm not a big guy. I'm you got to get back in there, man. man. I'm just saying. It's, it's, it's uncomfortable. I, gotta, I have to put on that leather seat, as, as opposed to the pillow seats that were in the older Cadillacs. That's why I bought them. And because I had to put that kind of mileage on in my business, uh, the seat, I have to put my wheelchair pillow that's on my wheelchair on that seat in order to, to handle that seat. That's how bad that yeah. car is. I think we have I'm Mary Barra, the CEO of GM, on the line to answer your questions. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Whoever got, plus I get ripped off on the car. Okay? I mean, the molding on the inside of the car has fallen off. You know, all the fake leather. It's not fake. It's fake leather. It's not leather. It just comes like yeah. that crazy. Going that seems to be like off. the whole, and everything's going to uh, light materials, and it's cost-cutting, I mean, and it's things, so have, many, things have changed. Yeah, so many changes, changed. Uh, Jersey Mike. <clears throat> so many changes. We just, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult to keep up. Uh, you, you know, I've got about five phone calls behind you. Okay, and, real uh, quick. One uh, question I want to ask is, I want to go get an Escalade. Don't get, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. It's plastic. It's cheap. Oh my God. Uh, Mike, how much is it going to cost you to keep that on the road? I'll leave you with that question. Please give us a call back. We love talking to you. What was that Y car that you told? What was the name of that Tesla Y. y. Takes no guess. Tesla Model Y. What was the name? Tesla Model Y. Yeah, take, know, take a look oh, at it, the Model Y. I, I didn't get the first All word. Right. What's, what's the Tesla Tesla the next name? Tesla Model well, yeah, Model 3 is the cheapest, though. Uh, Model 3 is the cheapest. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it is no, definitely. No. I want to know the name of the manufacturer of the car. Tesla. Yeah, definitely. Tesla. Tesla. Okay, gotcha. Thanks a million, guys. I You're welcome. It. You're welcome. Uh, we're going to talk to Gene, uh, who has uh, talked to us before. And thank you so much for your patience. Good morning, Gene. 
Hi, good morning. Uh, hope you all are doing well. We are. We are. Good. I have a question about um, how manufacturers or how dealers can deal with manufacturers as to what cars, what type of cars and trucks they get into the dealership, how they are equipped, the colors and all that kind of thing. What kind of latitude do you have and, you know, is it could it be specific to type of region where you live? Yes, kind of I can. I can give you an, just a, from the Toyota point of view because I, I we we deal with this every day. Um, Toyota decides based on um, their own uh, research how many cars they're going to produce for a region like the United States, and each region within that gets allocated um, um, based on their sales. So um, it's called a turn and earn. They out, they they build a certain amount of cars based on how much they want to sell and how much was they think will sell. And I'm also describing a time where there wasn't um, a, uh, a, a still a shortage of, of new vehicles for a lot of manufacturers on dealers' lots. But um, the dealers can't really just order what they want. They can, in a specific model line, um, they can preference, they can say, I would prefer to have um, mainly silver cars with no sunroofs, and I'm just making things up here. And um, and that's so that is taken into an account, but it's not a guarantee. So um, every two weeks uh, f for Toyota, we get allocations of a big batch of vehicles based on um, how well we did sell in those models in the prior time period. Does any of this make sense? <laughs> yes, it does. Yes. And I, I guess it's not like European cars where, you know, I don't know if you still could, but uh, you used to be able to actually order a car that you wanted, you know, the color and all that stuff, you know, Correct. specifically. Things are so automated and, and doing special yeah. things like for the big manufacturers are probably um, difficult because even a direct order with um, a large manufacturer like Toyota, it's still using their production system. So it's going to try and match your order with something that's going to get built. And you're still kind of limited on on everything you can't like really build something to order i mean i think eventually with enough time you probably could yeah but the, but you as deal, uh, dealers do have some kind of a say about you know somewhat of a say. somewhat yeah it, it, basically it's uh you raise your I hand for preferences selling. yeah, yeah. And, and what your uh, what the demand is uh, in your area and one other question um i have for rick a, a quick one um I, I don't know i read this years ago and i think i've been doing it a couple of times with the air conditioner I'll have it on, and I hate to have it on when I get it into the garage with all the water and everything. So I turn it off, and what I do is I put the fan on without the AC. Is that a good idea? Does that help anything? Does that dry anything in, in, in the system? Yes, it does. That will, that will actually stop the flow of the refrigerant through the evaporator core, and the temperature on it will begin to come up a little bit, and that will reduce the amount of condensation that will build up there, and the fan blowing on it, Will help keep the water off of it so you won't have as much dripping down into the uh, garage when you get home right right that's what i do and also does it, would it help with the uh, possible with uh, the odor of um, mold or something like that does that help with that as well absolutely yep okay so it's a good thing to keep doing yes you're doing a great yeah. job Hey, yeah. okay. hey Jean, so yes. it's Nancy Stewart. You know, I want to uh, commend you on being an educated com, uh, consumer. Uh, that's just amazing. There's not a whole lot of, uh, of our uh, people that we, you know, that we deal with directly that would do something like that. And uh, I certainly hope that uh, you call again and uh, spread the word to the other ladies to give us a call here. We're building a huge platform at this point. 
I will. And and uh, I think it. I think you grew up the kind of the way I did. My dad was always into cars and stuff. I had two brothers, but yes, I like cars better than they did. And I had some neat cars growing up uh, when I was younger, so um, I can relate to that. Oh, I recall. I recall you now because we we talked a lot about cars, and the fact that you grew up, uh, you know, being part of all that culture. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jean? okay. Thank you very much. Hope you have a nice weekend. Hope Appreciate to hear it. from you soon. Thank you, Jean. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to Les, who's been holding, and uh, he is calling from Boynton Beach. Good morning, Les. Yes, good morning. How are you today? We're great, thank you. All right, well, thank you for taking my call. I know you're kind of busy, so I'll get right to it. Um, I have a 2017 Sonata. Uh, at one point, uh, I was just driving the car, and I got three lights on my dashboard, one for the anti-lock brakes, the electronic stability control, and the blind spot mirror. Now, the blind spot mirror uh, will light up when I start the car, but it, it doesn't really work after that. So my question is, why did all of these happen possibly at the same time? And since I have to take it into the, the dealer to, to uh, have it fixed, what am I looking at as far as repairs? Um, a lot of these systems all work together and use similar sensors. So sometimes we'll get what's called a sympathetic code. Uh, when, a, when one system sees a problem, the other systems will actually activate their lights and they'll save the information. It'll trigger a, a trouble code in that system as well. And it saves all the data that those sensors are seeing. And it makes it easier for the technician to diagnose the problem when they're going in to look for it if they've got more information in multiple systems. Um, as for the cost of it, most places will tr usually run around a one-hour diagnostic charge for to, to look at it and give you a basic idea of what you're looking at. I would figure anywhere from about $100 to $150 for them to connect the scan tool, pull all that data down and give you a basic interpretation. And odds are, because it's a dealership, they've probably seen that exact same thing happen five or six times before. If it's a good technician, he could pr pretty much diagnose it right off the bat with that one hour's time and have a pretty good idea of what's you know what the solution will be that'll take care of it for you. All right. Uh, the another, I guess, a similar question is, I bought the car used, and it came from uh, White Plains, New York. And I, you look at the facts report, and everything was okay. Um, but I, just, I always wondered if there was a possibility it might have been in a flood, and that might have caused all these issues. Is that is that a, a possibility? That is a. It's always a possibility. It's a slim one, but it, it can be there. Um, obviously, it may not always show up on the paperwork in the car, like facts, the car facts, and all that. Uh, people find ways to get around that. Some of the things you can do is kind of get down with a flashlight, look underneath the seat of the car, um, look and see if there's any signs of rust. Uh, pull up the the carpeting in the trunk, you know, down where the spare tire is, and look down at all those little cubbies right. down in there. Look for any signs of rust or corrosion. It's it's hard to tell if the car, you know, months later as to whether there was any flood issues, but if it's been more than four or five months and the car hasn't had any issues crop up from it, then you're pretty usually pretty safe on water 
Water damage is usually caused problems within the first month or so. Usually, okay, yeah, that that didn't happen, so that's okay. All right. Okay, very good. Well, I I think that's answered all my questions. No, well, thank, thank you. you for your show. I'm, I've learned a lot from it. Uh, I'm not I'm not in the in the market for buying a car, but my son is, and, and a lot of the information that you've uh, given, I've you know relate to him, and it's going to help him out a lot. So that's great. Thanks again for your show, and I'll be continual. I'll be a continual listener. Thanks for calling us. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much, Wes. Right. <clears throat> We're glad to be part of that uh, buying decision. We're going to go to John in Palm City. He is a regular caller. Good morning, John. Good morning to everyone. I just want to mention that if you live in another part of Florida or anywhere in the country, you get frightened, really, to buy a car in South Florida. But we do mention the good dealers, and there are plenty of them, uh, JMM, Lexus, uh, Mullinex, but it seems like a majority of them are shady. And we proved that, like with Nableton. But I just want to mention, I want to give a, a heads-up for the a dealer as a philanthropist, unfortunately, he passed away in September of 2020. He started uh, his dealerships in 1972 uh, with Honda, I believe. It was one month in business. He was the largest Honda dealer in the United States. I'm sure Earl must know him because he was close in age. He was only 78 when he died, and it was called Rick Case. He started in 1981, Bikes for Kids. All his 14 dealers, you dropped off your old bike, they repaired them, and they donated to Boys and Girls Club. In 2015, he was a sponsor of Toys for Tots. Uh, it continues on and on with him. They have a show in March, which, by the way, his wife still runs it. It's in Boca. It's an exclusive show. All the proceeds go to the Boys and Girls Club of Broward County. And it's just, he's a fantastic philanthropist. I'm sure that... Earl knew him, and I believe that his wife uh, still runs the dealerships. Yes. I think she's yeah. still CEO. So I have yeah. to mention that this philanthropy of this man, which was unbelievable, and it all started in 81 when he uh, repaired the bikes at their expense. You dropped them off at the dealers, and they donated to the Boys and Girls Club to fix bikes. Yeah. So I just want to give a shout-out to people that they know. They're all... Great dealers. Maybe he's passed on, but his legend continues, and his wife continues with the philanthropy. John, thank you so much. Rick Case was uh, a fabulous person, and uh, that journey, as you said, began so long ago, and it was just amazing that he made so many children happy, and I'm sure Earl has something uh, to say about Rick. No, just uh, the fact that his wife, Rita, she she was very uh, influential throughout his whole career. She was really the uh, business end of things. Rick was Rick was the salesperson. Rick was, a, he was marketing, and uh, it, his personality really exuded, and he's largely responsible for the volume they did. The fact, as you say, he was one of the largest Honda dealers. But uh, his wife, Rita, I mean, she was the power behind the throne there. She really, uh, she really uh, controlled the... Uh, finances and expenses, and, the, and I think a lot of the profit that they made, and which you know, subsequently went to, as you say, to uh, charities. So he's, he's made some uh, great uh, donations to Cleveland Clinic. I think he has a wing yeah. at the Cleveland yeah. Clinic, uh, the Rick Case. He has a, um, he has a, he has a cafeteria. The cafeteria, yeah. His yeah. name's everywhere. Yeah. 
And so Rita Case, uh, she doesn't get mentioned often enough. She's running things now, but she really ran things before, too. But he, she's a great woman. Well, it continues with Nancy Stewart, the voice behind <laughs> Earl Stewart, and Big Dog Ranch. So it continues. There are many great people out there, such as Earl and Nancy and Rick and his uh, wife, who tr- traditionally carries on for him. Thank you so much, John. That was uh, quite a compliment. My pleasure. Guys, you keep up your good work. Thank you. We enjoy your conversation, and we enjoy your calls every week. You're always here to inform us. Our number is 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget your anonymous feedback dot com and uh, the uh, second half of the show we're going to have uh, Marshall in he's a great Dane and he's about two years old and he is coming in to entertain us and to uh, greet Stu I believe he told me that he knows him personally isn't that right Stu that's what I'm that's Marshall what I knows you that's what I hear <laughs> word on the street uh-huh. okay we're going to go to Eric who's in uh, Fort Pierce and uh I believe you may be a first-time caller, Eric, or have you called us before? It, it, it's been a while, definitely. Um, I've had a lot of life changes in, to deal with, and uh, but I'm still uh, up and right and standing and running, no problem. Um, the big issue I had was, and I touched base and exchanged texts with Earl briefly. Um, he made some recommendations. I, I, I don't know how well some of them were received. Basically, um, I'll go ahead and name them. This is Bev Smith, Kia, in Fort Pierce. And uh, my car is subject to a recall, a National Transportation Safety Board recall mm-hmm. that uh, Toyota has been mandated. I mean, uh, I keep calling it Toyota. Kia has been mandated to, you know, call in people and, and notify them that their engines have a possibility of catching fire. Right. And that they need that it's an engine replacement program. Is this uh, the and same as the oil consumption recall? No, it's, I'm not sure. It's um, I haven't. It's been a while since I looked up all the what's and where's of it. But right. um, I think there was part of it is is which I first noticed it, uh, last week when my car started a little tapping, and I thought, oh no, my valve's bad, uh-huh. you know. And then it started this deal where it wouldn't go over like 25 miles an hour, and uh, I got to work and I just started, you know, on brakes and lunch trying to figure out what the heck I can do about this, and you know, I, my efforts to get them to provide any type of relief have been met with just total confusion and incompetence um, wow. in my opinion but is um, all of this all at the same dealership yeah yeah okay. well the, the deal is in this area i would have to drive 20 miles south to stewart where there's a wallace kia i'd have to drive 20 miles uh 20 miles north to a, a, a vera beach right there are you know we're not a big multi-populated area up here uh, but long story short is, I mean, they're first they're, you know, supposed to provide me with a rental car. And I've got like five strips of met text going back and forth with, oh, I called Enterprise and they can't get it. They don't have any available. And I went online that morning and they showed a compact car available, you know, so I'm not going to go and rent one if they can provide it. And if push comes to shove, I mean, by yesterday afternoon, I'm like, I, I have to get, I got to get home. Yeah. So anyway, I went and I rent, rented my own car. Hopefully I'll get reimbursed for it. I oh, have to have boy. a car. I, yeah. Terrible. Second of all, the, the deal with the engine, they're saying we can't get the engine. It's on backward. Right. So 
may or may not be legitimate. I mean, it's it's likely because there are that's that's what's happening everywhere. Or reference that earlier with cars, yeah. Could have been alleviated by them working on a little bit, and this guy's going on and on, and uh, you know, I can't do this, I can't do that. And um, I, I think you yeah, got to go down, you know, uh, go down to Wallace. I mean, it's only like you said, twenty well, minutes I'd from you. Yank the car. I'd, I'd have to yank the car yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, you're, yeah, you, you, you have a warranty situation in the backward and part, so it's already difficult to begin with. If you have a dealership that doesn't um, um, have a good relationship with the manufacturer. Um, they don't get the type of attention if they don't have the type, the ener- an energetic enough service manager or service and parts director to be on the phone pushing um, Kia um, to um, to get the parts and get these cars to their shop. Um, there's there's a big difference between de- dealerships. So you're not just dealing with Kia; you're dealing with a Beth Smith Kia, and there is other Kia dealerships um, not that far from you that might handle the situation better for you. Yeah, a lot of it's uh, the trust uh, between the dealer and the manufacturer. You know, we talk a lot on the show about consumers being taken advantage of by car dealers. Manufacturers are taken advantage of too. And uh, what Stu is saying is the manufacturers have dealers they know they can trust. And if a service manager can call the manufacturer and explain the situation and and recommend a repair uh, that the factory representative knows is at least honest, if it isn't accurate, but probably accurate too. Uh, he can get action for the customer a lot faster. Uh, you can imagine a lot of dealers out there, not only do they cheat their customers, they cheat the manufacturer with fo- phony warranty claims. You know, people, can, there was a dealer here in Palm Beach County, Napleton, I've talked about him f- for years. Um, he, uh, I think it was a Nissan manufacturer, he had several franchises, was trying to cancel his franchise because he, had, he was deliberately blowing up engines of customers' cars yeah. so that he could fix them and be reimbursed by Nissan. So uh, this type of behavior creates a real problem for you, the customer, because you're dealing with a dealer. You think you're dealing with a manufacturer, but you're not really because he doesn't have a good relationship. So Sue's advice is perfect. Try a different dealer. Wallace is a good way to go because Wallace has a reputation with the manufacturers of being honest. Can I read you just one one little paragraph, short bit of what I looked it up on the text? Sure. This is what the guy is telling me. To be clear, a rental under this guideline is classified as a courtesy transportation and not owed and obligated to anyone. Oh. It is dependent on the availability of a car, which Smith Kid does not have, neither does Enterprise. And I will be more happy to film to fill my management team. And I don't know, this guy that's, is just... That, that's, that's exactly the type of thing that is... Um that a good you know, manager would push to get you a rental car. You know, he would, it would, you, he would push. They'd put you in a used. They would do something for you. Um, you got to get to another yeah. dealership. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll. Uh, I don't know if I got to try to contact the service manager. You know, because I got a. What a friend of mine originally sent me was photocopies of the original recall. You know, I mean, but they're on my phone, which is really hard to get them out of there you know get in touch and, with get in touch with wallace first um because okay. if they get the right. job it's a big paying warranty job from from kia so right. to, to pay 150 dollars to tow your car they'll probably pick up the tow bill for you um if they're if they're gonna get the all right job. well this is you know i mean they did that's what kia has been totally unresponsive about offering me solutions yeah you know well i have to lay out money and i just laid out money and i i i i, I you know i i 
it's yeah, impossible it's now. I get I, I have either a Monday afternoon. I either have to extend this car yeah. rental thing. Yeah, it could get I worse. To, so you uh, need to, um, you know, just you, you snip it, nip it, cut, cut cords now. The, tell the folks at Wallace that you're a friend of right. Earl Stewart, and Earl right. Stewart recommends you call him. Bill Wallace and I go way back. Okay. I've known him for okay. thirty or forty years, and uh, yeah. just tell him you're my buddy, and I ask you to uh, ask okay. him to take care of you. Eric, Thank you very much. Uh, you're welcome, Eric, and uh, we feel your pain, and it's a terribly frustrating situation. And uh, it's easy enough to say patience, but following Stu's instructions uh, right. is going to take you a long way. And it's amazing that uh, this is July the 8th, 2023, and we're still talking about part shortages. We're talking about chip shortages. I mean, things are easing up, but we're nowhere where we should be. Thank you, Eric. Our number here is 877-960-9960, and our text number is 772-497-6530, and we're going to listen to what Rick has to say about this. On that note of a, a rental car, um, I know of one case where we had a car that needed an engine ECM, the computer, and it was under a, a safety recall, so we actually had to hold on to the customer's car. Toyota covered the rental car, that vehicle stayed on our lot waiting for that computer to arrive for six months. Yeah. New the record. customer was in Can't a rental make this car up. for six months waiting on that part. Unbelievable. So, yeah, it, it, it's a rarity, but it does happen it that does way. Happen. And the rental car was covered by Toyota. So yeah. that's... The person that owns that vehicle doesn't want to hear about the, you know... <laughs> Rarity, you know, it's just uh, it, it, it's amazing. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and don't forget your anonymous feedback dot com. We're going to go to Phil in Jupiter. Good morning, Phil. Good morning. Uh, I just wanted to ask you a question. Uh, I know this car is hard to find, but can you order a Prius Prime yet at your dealership? Um, yes, but uh, most of those cars being produced are going to California, and it's a needle in the haystack to get one so it's a very long very long wait for it uh, just considering the number of people who are, are, are have an order in and it's um most likely you know model years will change i mean until there's a major increase we know what the production plan is for the rest of this year and it's um it's just onesies twosies so it's going to be a while and it's like, a shame like uh, over a year or something yeah I mean, over a year yeah, yeah i would you know, maybe 18 yeah. months the, um, it's a shame because the plug-in hybrids are such a great um, interim step for people that are afraid to go into a full electric vehicle, you know, who are worried about, you know, you know charging and, and, and range because <clears throat> you, you use a plug-in as an electric vehicle when you're in town and you only use the gas if you're going, you know, longer than 40, 50 miles. And I've got a regular Prius now, 2017, and I wanted to upgrade, but... Uh I just uh, figured that would be the case, but what about the what about the regular new Prius? I mean, is that readily available? The the new body style, the twenty twenty three Prius, it's a totally redesigned um, body. It looks pretty cool. Right now, the production is still pretty low. It's it's uh, we're not getting it's a lot of them. Bad time to buy a car. Yeah. To be honest with you, just not a, you know, it's it's been a bad time for the past almost three years. We've, and yeah. uh, if you, if you can avoid it. Uh, wait, but yeah. uh, if you can't, you ha you have to you have to compromise. You, 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 it's very unlikely you'll be able to get the specific model, year, make, equipped car you want. You'll have to compromise in color or model or even make, 
if you want to go within a reasonable amount of time. There are cars out there that if you have to have it, as Stu said, we, we had one customer call this show regularly, waited 14 months, <laughs> over, two, over a year for a car, and when the car came in, he didn't want it. He didn't want it because it he was uh, it. they changed something. Had I think it was a headrest, and uh, didn't take it. That that's a horror story. Yeah. But three months. <laughs> well, is Marty typical. is okay. Yeah, Mar- yeah. Marty enjoyed the whole process. Right. Anyway. Yeah, Marty was amazing. The uh, Prius, the new body style, it, it's been out for a few months, and we've I think we, we've delivered six in the last several months, and that's not because we don't know how to yeah. sell cars. We just can't. That's all we can get so far. Um, but it's, it it would be faster to get that new Prius than the Prius Prime. So keep that okay. in mind. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, good. I just wanted to find out what the story was on that. Appreciate. You oh, and you mentioned the you mentioned the price on the model, the Tesla Model Y, thirty something thousand dollars. I mean, is that? It's an S, I think. Model S. Model three. And, and that and, and that's hmm? model three. Model three. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, model three. And that's in Colorado because they just added a five thousand dollar rebate. Uh, the model three qualifies for the seventy five hundred dollar Tesla rebate. Colorado just hit a five thousand dollar rebate, so you got twelve thousand five hundred. And then the Model S was reduced in price recently by Tesla, so you can buy a Model S. What was the number? Twenty seven thousand. Twenty seven thousand dollars. You subtract the incentives. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh my well, gosh! Thanks, is thanks right. For the yeah. You can also buy a used one for a lot less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, t- thank you. I appreciate the information. Thank you, Phil. You got it. Uh, we're going to go to Norman, who is calling us from Delray. Good morning, Norman. Good morning. I want to give a shout out to Cogent Acura. I bought my MDX online over the phone through them. I contacted like. 10 different dealers in Palm Beach, and they're a waste of your time. <laughs> so which one best. did you finally get? I got an MDX. No, at, at oh. which, which Acura dealer? Con- Coggin. Coggin Acura, okay. It's Fort Pierce, Florida. These guys are really upstanding up front. They gave me a list of all the charges before I bought the vehicle. Tags, etc., etc. And they stood by their, uh, their deal. And they didn't change it. That's all, that's all you can ask for. That's pretty and good. And then uh, I sold them my used uh, Lexus 460. They gave me a price over the phone, and they honored it when they picked it up. Really, like, crazy good. Well, that gets like a, a B-plus or an A from, if it was a mystery oh, shopping report. Yeah. It's you give an A? For sure. A-plus. A-plus, okay. I think Coggins owned by a public company. Now, I knew the yes, original Coggins, Luther Coggins. Uh, he was a Bonnet dealer many, Luther many, Coggin. many years ago. Sounds like a like a villain's name. Yeah, doesn't Luther. It? <laughs> Luther Coggin. Yeah, they have I think twenty dealerships, Texas, Florida. Yeah. But really legitimate guys. It was like I was blown away that they were so honest. Yeah, I don't think we've ever mystery shopped them up there. That's uh, that's good to hear. Yeah, I just wanted to pass the Well, we got a lot of listeners on the Treasure Coast there that, that are listening right now, so there we go. Now, we can't and we can't certify your endorsement, uh, but we can, we'll, we'll put it out there, and we'll probably follow make, it up with the shop, yeah. I would certainly make a suggestion to give them a, an opportunity. All right. Because the, the dealers in uh, Palm Beach and Delray and Boca and um, Pompano, they're not worth the salt they've written on. It's crazy. It's, it's very dangerous, yeah. Outrageous. Very dangerous. Agent Lightning, outrageous if you're listening. Outrageous is certainly the right word. Well, that's the word we can use on the radio. <laughs> yep. Thank you very much. I love your show. You guys are great. 
It's a real education. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, Norman. Norman. Thank okay. you. Thank you very much uh, to all of you out there. If you didn't hear me earlier, uh, we definitely appreciate you, the listeners, the callers, Facebook, YouTube. You are a huge part of the show. Our number here is 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget, we have a great mystery shopping report coming up from North Huntington, Pennsylvania. And uh, we do have uh, Big Dog Ranch coming in again today. And uh, we are going to uh, be entertained by a Great Dane. Marshall. Marshall. Marshall, Marshall the dog. Marshall. <laughs> okay. Uh, guys, what you have? Oh, I'd like to kick off uh, Amory's her text here, because I got a few backed up. But Amory um, says, good morning, good news. Jalopnik reports that the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, hit an extended warranty company with a $6.6 million judgment, and the, camp, the company faces a lifetime ban on outbound marketing and selling vehicle warranties. According to the FTC, a company called Cole Consulting Group, which ran America Vehicle Protection, scammed consumers out of millions of dollars by selling what was claimed to be bumper-to-bumper co- coverage. Ooh, that happens in car dealerships, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, the policy that cost, the policy cost hundreds of thousands of dollars offered a protection that was anything but... The article goes on to point that there are other potential scammers still out there. The article suggests that if you do get a call offering you an extended warranty, hi, I'm calling about your car's extended warranty. Uh, just hang up. Now, Amory says, tell them that your car is really old or really expensive, and they'll qu- quickly hang up. Um, and Amory wants to know if we have any suggestions on getting these scammers to stop calling um, or just to hang up. Um, that's what I say, hang up. I Yes, you can play with them, and uh, Nancy enjoys torturing them. <laughs> but uh, I, I, you know, and, and you can either entertain yourself by torturing them, yeah. or the best thing to do is hang up uh, and try to put them on the call block. I yeah. mean, I, uh, if you if your smartphone works that way, every time I get a, a ridiculous call, I block that yeah. caller from future. I do, I do the same thing. It depends on what you want, you know. And uh, most of the time, for me, as I depend on what form of torture I you use, you want revenge. They don't call me back you want payback <laughs> that's what you want i just let them know we can do this the easy way it's a deterrent or the hard way yeah like like earl said the most of the smartphones at least i know the iphone like a lot of them gets it says possible spam um if it comes from weird listen if you don't typically get calls from you know odd area codes you know it's just your grandkids calling you you know don't answer the you know the seven eight nine area codes and um and they're, they're mostly scam um but that's a good one, Amory. That's that's definitely what's going on. Yeah, thank you, Amory. Um, Paul in Lake Worth heard us talking about this uh, the flying cars, and he says, "Flying cars, stupid. If, <laughs> if people can't drive, how can you expect them to fly without catastrophe? <laughs> Just look at how many people drive cars into houses on the ground. Yeah, I had somebody drive in my house on the ground okay, about good t- point. fifteen years ago. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, somebody really did crash into my into my house. Um, nobody was hurt. Uh, but the flying cars, I, I answered him um, seriously. I think Paul might think I was kidding. I'm pretty sure that these flying cars are autonomous, that it's like a drone where it has a set track. And if you've ever seen these drone shows, they're incredibly precise. I don't think they're going to let just everybody just start flying around randomly around, <laughs> around tall buildings. <laughs> Believe it or not, you have to have more, you have to take a test and have more certification to fly a drone right now, a little bitty two pound drone than you do to fly one of those ultralight airplanes. Oh, really? The, the ultralights look like a canvas kite yeah, yeah. with a chainsaw motor. Yeah. 
Anybody can fly one of those without any licensing whatsoever. Wow. Uh, but you have to have a special yeah. license. That's what I think Paul. That's what I think Paul might be imagining. Is just people just kind of like in these like things. the Jetsons yeah. kind yeah. of. A I saw some videos. Terrifying. Like, seriously, they, they they showed their vision of what these things would look like, and I've seen other flying taxi things in Dubai. Um, they already use these, and I've seen like real life videos of these autonomous um, taxis. They're flying taxis. They're basically drones that humans ride in, mm-hmm. and they, they there's no pilot. They well, certain there. areas, if you're out in the wide-open yeah. plains of the West, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. But They communicate with each other. Yeah. They form lanes, virtual lanes in the air. Well, pretty soon you're going to have a bumper-to-bumper in the air, and if i got to be bumper-to-bumper, I want to be on the ground. Okay. I, 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 don't feel, hey, a, I don't I, want to have a problem in 1,000 feet. No, that's how yeah. I feel about flying in yeah. general. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, Rick, uh, to what you said about the drones, it's amazing, the restrictions. I was yeah. reading about that. They have, they're really, they, it, was it always that tight, or is, are they tightening up? Uh, well, the FAA, th- this would be a whole thing. We won't even get anywhere near to it, but... The FAA started out when when drones first started getting out there, they said we had to do something. So they they determined that drones are considered an aircraft, yep. an airplane, just uh, like well, a... Well, the reason I did that, think about it, everybody can get a drone, they're cheap. And, yep. and if you had 200 million drones, right. people playing with them, you would have be knocking down aircraft. And, oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, you have to have a tail, no- like I have a tail number on my drone. Yeah. You, you, yes, you, you, you got to sign a tail number, you put the sticker on yep. your drone. Um, and so, folks, if, if you're looking at getting into drones, go to the FAA website on drones yeah. and read all of that and before you do mind. anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take, take my word for it. be a little more it. involved than you I've, anticipate. I've got several of them, and uh, you have to follow the rules. Yeah, you've been per- you're pretty experienced. Yeah. Um, do you have more I for got, us, too? Yeah, I got one from John. Uh, John says, good morning. My question is on Hyundai oil, engine oil consumption. I have a 2020 Palisade. I have had my engine go so low and all to the point I thought I might have done damage to it. I also know there's a lawsuit going on uh, due to the engine issues. What's your take on this? Thanks in advance. I do know that there is a recall on the oil consumption, and there is a big class action. This is all happening now with you know Kias and Hyundais. Um, I don't think that we're like intimately familiar with the details of it, but it sounds like you're in a situation along with... Um, hundreds of thousands or possibly millions well, here, of other people. Here's, here's a dirty little secret about the whole industry, including Toyota. Uh, you would be surprised the tolerances. You know, when you manufacture something, everything, no car comes off the assembly line exactly like the other car that just came off. Uh, everything has got tolerances. And the engineers decide what it's going to be. So when they built your car, whatever it was, they said oil consumption can vary between A and B. Now, the problem isn't with that because that's just the way manufacturing goes. The problem is the distance. And I, Rick would probably know better than I, but with a Toyota, uh, you can buy a Toyota that will go uh, five or ten times further without an oil change than a, another Toyota, and they're both within tolerances. To me, that's not right. You could have one car come off the assembly line, the very next car come off the assembly line, and if you track the oil consumption on those two vehicles, one can go 10,000 miles and use a tablespoon of oil. The next one could go 10,000 miles and use four quarts of oil. Okay. And they're still within what the 
engineers say it's a specification. Yeah. It says in the owner's manual that's in the glove box yeah. that your car may use up to one quart of oil per thousand miles. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. It, that's crazy. Yeah, but yeah. and the other side of it too is that oils now the synthetic oils are getting much thinner and thinner and thinner as we and go. More expensive. The the weight of oil uh, used to be back in the fifties and sixties. Everyone was running thirty or forty weight motor oil, and that was yeah. referring to the viscosity, how thick the oil was. The lower the number, the thinner the oil. We now have oil. 0W20, 0W16 in a lot of cars, and some of the newest ones coming out, 0W8, which is almost the thickness of, like, cooking oil. Or you can buy an electric hmm. car, Olive and oil. you don't ever have to have an oil change. So There you go, that's true. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, but this tolerance thing, I think that's one of the dirty little secrets of all the manufacturers. If you really want to be careful when you buy a car, Find out before you sign on the dotted line what is the what is the oil change at which what is the oil consumption at which you have a problem and if if if, if Rick just said I think uh, what what you say one thousand well, one quart every thousand one quart every thousand miles that's ridiculous but the problem is they 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 use that as what's called a weasel clause that's that's their that's their lawyer term. Yeah. that it lets them weasel out of a problem <laughs> later on. You won't know until you started driving that weasel? car. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. we oh, we, we love, the mechanics love the weasel claws. Yeah. But you won't know until you've been driving that car for a while and you say you're, you know, you're someone that does check your oil relatively often and you've driven the car for 10,000 miles. So now you check your oil and you notice, okay, yep. that oil level stays perfect right at the top. No matter when there, I there check should it, it's be, always there, there right. There should be a Federal Trade Commission standard that oil change can be, and the, and the manufacturers of a particular car cannot vary between this further than between this and this. It doesn't make sense that uh, buyer one goes into a, a dealership and gets a car that can get... Uh, What's really good for a, a complete uh, mileage on a on a one filling of oil? Ten a ten thousand mile interval <laughs> and uses maybe a cup at at the most. Yeah, and somebody a else few comes ounces. in. Somebody else comes in, and he's going to have to get his oil oil added every week, or I mean, or every month. Well, yeah, every every but, month, every two months, uh, based on how how much he drives. It shouldn't be. There should be a law against it, and the weasel clause. That's what it is. So, you lawyers out there, class action suit. Go go get them. Go get the manufacturers. There you go. Of course, as you say, one, once we've reached the point with electric cars. It'll, it'll become well, a moot point. Exactly. And the best part, once we've got the autonomous cars and you won't even have to own a car, yeah. I, I hope that happens in my lifetime. Yeah. I would love the idea of okay. not Absolutely. having to own a car. Absolutely. Uh, ladies, if uh, you didn't hear uh, when I opened, uh, when after Earl opened the show this morning, um, we both are here to tell you you're an important part of the show, ladies. And for that, uh, we want to encourage you to give us a call. Help us build the platform here for ladies. And uh, uh, we have done just that. Our number here is 877-960-9960. And you can win your 
yourself $50 for the first two new lady callers. Now back to Stu. Okay, we have more text. Knocking them down here. We have, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, this was interesting. Robbie and Stuart, longtime listener, sent over an article uh, that he saw about Toyota's breakthrough on um, solid-state batteries. I let him know that we had inside word, um, you know, several weeks ago through our Toyota rep that Toyota was close to announcing this. Now, whether and this is part of the strategy of their big shift to EV or it's legit, but Toyota um, has announced that they had a major breakthrough in battery technology, um, going away from the lithium-ion battery, which use, uses the liquid, um, you know, all that stuff can catch on fire, all the charging, you know, how long it takes to charge all that. They have a solid-state battery that they're going to put in production in the next couple of years. 750-mile uh, range, possibly up to a 1,000-mile range um, that charges in about 10 minutes. Wow. So uh, if that's true and it's proprietary, um, f it doesn't matter that Toyota was so late to the game because that changes the game. Well, they've offered that technology to somebody else. I read that the other day. They're, they're, they're not going to hoard that technology. They will oh, they, share it. They will share it? Yeah. Maybe they can give, them, give themselves a five-year head start. That would be nice for Toyota Just like uh, Elon Musk sharing the Chargers. I mean, you have to do this. When you do this, it helps you, everybody. you win the trust and the goodwill yeah. of right. the but buyers. Every, yeah. every, the whole industry rises and it benefits himself. What's up, Rick? Are they going to put that in a better-looking car than the BC? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I and think hopefully have a better name. They've all acknowledged that. They've acknowledged, <laughs> they've acknowledged that the names are bad. The name's bad. The oh. car's bad. So it they had horrible. to get out there. But yes, that is normal. Uh, they're in next well, in September, they're going to be announcing to a bunch of uh, all these new vehicles publicly. And so can't wait to see it. But thanks, Robbie. It is really cool. Even though we're toy dealers and all that, I'm actually hoping that they put that in my phone. Because if you have a, something like that in your phone, it, you might have a never charge phone. <laughs> it's a phone that you never have to charge. Wow. Um, what a thought. Um, Lee, okay, I have one from Lee says, can you pre provide information about the Fuel Pump Customer Support Program 23TE01? It's about the fuel order in around the engine bay of Avalon's between 17 and 21. Um, well, so these are support customer support programs from Toyota. They're beyond a, they're, uh, a TSB that we talk about. It's, it's actually like they give you an extra warranty. Sometimes they go very far out in time. I think in these cases it goes in like 20, until 2036 or something like that. So you don't have to do anything except for bring it into any Toyota dealership, and um, it will be fixed free of charge. And it's a fuel pump issue. Have you fixed many of those? Um, we actually, the, there was a campaign for replacing fuel pumps to a four. Not, a lot of cars. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't recognize this number. I recognized the 23T, but I saw yeah. 23TEO4 is a bunch of cars, and those fall into it with the fuel pumps. Yeah, and they they've. They have come out with so many different numbers now, it's impossible to, yeah. to memorize them all because yeah. one campaign might have six different yeah. numbers referring to it. A lot of these um, customer support things come out of legal action. So there could have been a, a yeah. lawsuit where uh, the manufacturer was not acknowledging a problem and yeah. they were sued and the court says, well, now you have to fix it. So, so in these the, cases... Uh, the advice to the customers is this. The dealers don't know what's wrong with your car. It's almost up to you to do the research yeah. and there's also the uh you know the technical bulletins that go out yep. and i mean you got, they don't advertise these <laughs> yeah, they don't advertise right. and, and as a matter of fact the manufacturers don't allow the dealers to advocate a particular repair uh they have they can't say oh have you checked this uh well on, on the on the csp the, the customer yeah. service program where it's that extended warranty 
They do send mailers to the right. customer. Well, I'm talking them. about the advisory bulletins. Right. Uh, yeah, no, the, the, if you, if you, what I'm saying is, yeah. go online. Right. Google your uh, your your make model car and ask about any issues, and then you will find out that there are certain issues that the manufacturers openly acknowledge but don't publicize. Mm -hmm. But either way, you'll find out what is publicized, what's not publicized. So when you go into your dealer, if you say, I have this wobble in my steering wheel, uh, and that happens to be one of these issues that the manufacturer has told the dealer, this might happen with a car, if you bring it up, then the dealer can investigate and fix it uh, yep. without getting in trouble with the manufacturer. But a similar case, uh, the, the Toyota Prius, 2010 through I think 2016, has what's known as an IPM. It's a, a power module computer inside the inverter that helps control the hybrid system. That unit is now under an extended warranty by Toyota for 20 years from the date of first use of that car, unlimited mileage. So if your car has an issue with the hybrid system, have it checked at the dealer, and odds are that's what's going to be causing it. You know, yeah. if you get a warning that says hybrid system failure, see your dealer on your dash. If that's the issue, twenty years unlimited but, mileage. But they don't Toyota know, will fix But they that. don't notify the the customers. Uh, right. They actually did send they out did, mailers yeah. on yeah. this one to the customers to let them know. Yes, they're not big flashy TV advertisements. U.S. mail. No. It's not. Come on yeah. down on TV or anything like that. All right, I have anonymous feedback from Australia, and then I will relinquish. Cool. <laughs> this came in from, Earl mentioned earlier, from Queenlands, Australia. It came in in all capital letters, so this is a very, a very upset um, Australian. I have had my airbag warning light on for the past 10 months with my 2013 CRV. It's a Honda CRV. My warning light is on all the time. I'm starting to get into an Australian accent. When I took the car, no, when I took the car to local to a local Honda dealer in Hervey Bay, Queensland, Australia, they charged me seventy-five dollars Australian dollars for nothing, and they told me nothing and fixed nothing. They didn't fix your caps lock either. No, I was kidding. Sorry. Hey, thank you. Wow. Um, what do you think, Rick? Uh, well, first off, I before mean, Rick thinks, I just have to go. I have to wane to my my personal story because uh, my roommate at Purdue University. Uh, was a uh, studying for his PhD in parasitology, and he was from North Queensland, Australia. Okay. And he uh, flew an airplane uh, from ranch to ranch, and to uh, you know take care of the cows and right. and, uh, and the kangaroos. He knew all about kangaroos. I mean, I just, about uh, the koala bears. I just digress. I mean, <laughs> it's my show. I'll digress if I want to. Absolutely. Has nothing to do with cars, but Bruce Coltman was his name. And uh, it was uh, just a... You shouldn't have said that. Why? You just added your, your, your mystery shopping persona. <laughs> you, Earl's used the name Bruce Copeman in his internet mystery shopping for as long as I've been in the... Well, as long as there's been yeah, an internet true. mystery I shopping. About that. <laughs> anyway. uh, that's right. So, yeah, Rick, what do you think's going on? First thing I'd be doing is right back in that service manager's office saying, where's my diagnosis? Right. I paid you for a diagnosis. I want the diagnosis, or I, I mean, want my money You back. want to see the printout that the computer said when they, when exactly. they ran the car. All right. I want to know what needs to be done to fix this car. Or If you're not going to do that, I want my money back, and then I'd go elsewhere. Um, airbag situation. That's very serious. On a Honda, 
this is something that any dealership should be able to diagnose quickly, yeah. straightforward, and if the light is on, it's on for a reason. The problem is that in, in, in that area of Australia, the dealerships are about a thousand miles apart. So, mm. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really, yeah, what's, <laughs> I don't know what the density is in Queensland. Um, Les, oh, uh, okay, so the dealership. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I'm sorry. I, I lost my, my brain for a second because you're not in the United States, but I'm sure um, the uh, federal government of Australia, because I know you have a federal system, probably has a, um, a traffic safety equivalent as, as our NTSB, yeah. and go online and see if you can run your vehicle identification number and see if there's any recalls in, um, in uh, that's been issued in, in Australia for the car, because we had a big situation, I know it's global, because it's a Honda, and we had a big issue in Honda CRVs, especially old ones like that. Um, you have a high chance that there is a Takata airbag inflator in your car. So hopefully Australia is on, on, on the ball with this and find out if you have any, any dangerous recalls too. Not to make you worry about more things, but it's important. I wonder where you heard us or watched us. Or, uh, I know. Well, right off, right off, just off of Google here, uh, it shows three different Honda dealers in Queensland, Australia. One is in Wulungaba. Do you have any idea how big Queensland is? Don't, don't make fun of Wulungaba. We got Okeechobee. And I, I just love the name. The other one is in Newstead, <laughs> and the other one is in Indur Indurupilli. Indurupilli. Yeah, I'm driving down to Opalaka today. I mean, <laughs> I, I just I thought I'd just take a look. Yeah, you know, I mean, you, I, when you. It, it is a case. I know it's a very large country. Oh, it's Australia. huge. Uh, let me Queensland, tell you. It's like Texas. Is, <laughs> Queensland is huge. Yeah, huge. Yeah. And Earl will. It's, it's in the, there's a lot of outback. You've heard about the outback. That's yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, like and, and being now, there. A ranch out there, here we measure ranches in acres. In Queensland, they measure the ranches in square miles. So you'll have a. You know how big 50 square miles is. I mean, the ranches out mm. there would be... That's bigger than 50 acres? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah bigger, Amazing bigger, place. Bigger. For sure. Amazing. Yeah. We're going to go back to the phones real quick. I'm going to interrupt uh, Stu for a moment, sure. and uh, Rick has a, a few uh, YouTubes for us. Uh, we're going to go to Jason in uh, West Palm Beach. Good morning, Jason. Good morning. How are you? We're great. Thank you. Thank you for calling. You're welcome. I buddy frank out in uh, jupiter farms told me about your radio station and oh. i've been listening oh fantastic 35. you guys got some uh pretty good information i'm a technician for almost 10 years now so oh. you guys are putting in a lot of good information out there you work I on all cars a, you're not a you don't work for a dealer you're a an independent technician well i started independent when I was 14, and I work for Mercedes now. So. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Great so cars. My question for you is, are you guys familiar with BG Services? Yep. Very well Synthetic. familiar. Okay. What, how do you guys feel about that? We don't use them. Uh, good. For the most part, BG, for, for those uh, wondering, it's a company that makes different um, shall we say flushes and chemicals and uh, for the most part it's it's snake oil uh, it's blue yeah. smoke and mirrors that's a good that's a good name snake oil these these are the chemicals that w this company BG 
will send their advisors around, their, their salesmen, around to dealerships and, and automotive shops and try to get them to sell their products. And it's things that you'll <laughs> siphon into the engine that's supposed to help clear up the carbon deposits, additives for the fuel, additives for the transmission, the oil, the coolant, all this stuff. And really, most of it is not necessary. Uh, now, if you've got some cars that are under extreme conditions, yes, sometimes those additives can have an effect on it. But for the most part, it's just snake oil. And right. the most famous thing that BG did was inside each of their cans of chemical, there's a little plastic coin that the <laughs> technicians would then save. And these right. coins, they would collect them. And the BG guy would come around like once a month or once every couple months, and they would give you $2 for each one of those little coins that helped right. encourage the technicians to sell this snake oil. So they're bribing the technicians to tell the dealer they need more products. Uh-huh. Exactly. I hope I didn't get you in trouble. No. No, I, I, was, I was questioning. I wanted to know how you guys felt about it because, you know, we work on vehicles that are well over a hundred thousand dollars oh yeah we put the stuff in the engine and the the tank and and you know they'll sell a service without wipers but they'll get a bg treatment mm -hmm. <laughs> so i just that was my question to you wanting to know uh how you guys felt about it but i appreciate you taking my call well, well you know just on a to expand on your point just a little bit is that uh BG looks like other companies at dealerships now and repair shops because the cars are getting better and better and better, and the maintenance is becoming less and less. less. They're more reliable. They require less maintenance. So 25, 30 years ago, I don't know how long you've been in the business, uh, but when I started back in 60s and 70s and 80s, uh, you know, the warranties were only 12 months, so one year. And the car wouldn't last 50,000 miles. And our service department, we made a fortune because cars broke a lot, required a lot of maintenance. Uh, fast forward to the 21st century, uh, these cars don't break very much and they don't require much maintenance. So the service departments are starving to death and technicians like yourself have to have something to do to fix and hence BG. And so when you walk into a, uh, when you drive into a service department today, typically, uh, the the service advisors, the service salespeople, uh, they're going to be selling you stuff that you don't need. So uh, a horse just came into the studio. <laughs> Marshall is here, everybody. So, so um, anyway, thanks thanks very much for the call. Yes, thank you, Jason. I'll, I'll, I'll take over talking Keep as Earl is, Earl is now hugging a horse's head right now. <laughs> Our, the Great Dane Hi, is just coming. Yeah, this is Marshall from Big Marshall. Dog Ranch Rescue. Oh, we had to have two Marshall. volunteers oh, today because he's he's wow, kind of he's, he's hard to handle. Oh, yeah. um, just met him out there in the lobby. Marshall, uh, Marshall is a two-year-old Great Dane. We're going to let Peggy tell you all about him in a second, but oh. this is my pro preliminary oh. assessment. This oh. is a lover. He's got a head the size of a horse, and he just wants you to hold his head in your hands and scratch him, and he kisses, and he's smiling. And, uh, oh, he's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Look at him. There's a little injury he has in the back. They're going to tell you about in his, in his back leg. Um, but wow, it he's got show. a brindle he's coat. He's eating my chair. He's eating Earl. <laughs> Go ahead, Peggy. Hi. Um, we have Marshall, as mentioned, a small pony. 
Um, I had to bring back up because he weighs more than me. <laughs> That's he exactly what I was thinking. He weighs Aww. 108 pounds. Marshall. He's two Aww. years old, so he's still a baby. Um, unfortunately, he came to us with a pretty severe injury. Oh, yeah. um, we're not sure what it was, but something got at his Achilles tendon, and he had to have major surgery. He still limps somewhat, but we're doing therapy we with him. We have something in common. My Achilles tendon got, go. got severed. He yeah, still, still limps a little bit and holds the, his yeah. back. You're both in therapy. Up. Yeah. But um, he is a big goofball, as most Danes are. <laughs> he loves everybody. He loves kids. He's playful. He likes toys. Um, he likes most dogs. But... <laughs> Yeah, he likes most dogs, but he needs like a dog. You better hope he prefers the he prefers the smaller one bite dogs like the. He just needs a a, a, like a slow introduction when meeting new dogs. Yeah, Um, they all get excited, don't they? He is absolutely gorgeous with the brindle coat. He's eating Um, my cherry. He keeps eating my cherry. He comes to us from Alabama. He's an Alabama. So he's a he's a Southern boy. Southern boy. Y'all from Alabama? (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, does not like water. So if you're looking for a beach buddy Aww. to go in the water, he's probably he's, not going to be your boy. He likes drinking water from my hand. Oh, okay. He just had a little Good. bit. He was thirsty. He stays out of the, the, out of the, out of the lake at the Big Dog yes. at, at Big Dog Yes. Um, he does like a sponge bath, though, however. Oh, I bet. Wow. Vanessa Amazing. gave him a nice sponge bath before we came, and yeah. he enjoys that. Let me tell you what, he's in the right but place at Big Dog Ranch. Can you see him Big lifting Dog up Ranch. his leg a little bit? Yeah, you can kind of see on the on the. I'm looking right. at the feed right he now. He still favors that leg. Yeah. So he limps oh. around a little bit, but, but look at him. We're doing therapies at the yeah. ranch with him. Are you? And he's getting stronger and better every day. Yeah, and, looks um, like it. We just thought that he'd be great for today because yeah. we like to bring our ones that, yeah. you know, have a little bit of a challenge yes. with he, us. I yes. don't see how any. You meet this dog. I'm I'm telling you right now. Yeah, I just but just to love the, the moment tongue. he saw me, I saw he made eye contact with me. It's and the I, tongue for me. <laughs> it looks just like Mar- it looks it's, just like Marmaduke. He does. It does look like Marmaduke. Yeah. Uh, that know, could be his middle name, Marshall Marmaduke, whatever go. whatever your last name is. Exactly. Hey, uh, folks, if you want to adopt the uh, dog of the week, um, all you have to do is, uh, and it's our featured dog, you can go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue, uh, and that is uh, www bdrr.org and you can find out all about Marshall or aka Marmaduke and so many other dogs hundreds of them out there the website's great Um, you get all the information their age and then there's contact information but guess what Um, we're doing something special here on Earl on Cars we do it every week now Uh, we've been doing it um, for years but we're doing it on on our show here Uh, this is as our sponsored dog uh, we we pay the adoption fees so whenever you adopt a dog no matter where you adopt it there's always some cost involved um, whether it's big dog ranch rescue peggy adams or furry all of them they got adoption fees and uh but we take care of them for you for the adoption dog so this is we're giving away dogs here <laughs> this that's, is, that's a good point this is a free the, the, the fees are so expensive yeah. for some and they yeah. can't adopt any it's, dogs yeah it's a, it's a couple hundred dollars a few hundred dollars and i mean it's 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 not let's put it this way adopting a dog is not like buying a designer dog you know from some breeder you're not spending thousands of dollars but we want to make it easy and accessible mm-hmm. and um and so that's why we're doing that so Mar- marshall is is basically a free dog so call us or text us at the show you all know the numbers um you can message us or go directly through big dog ranch rescue 
And like Nancy said, that's BDRR.org. Yeah. And we and pay the adoption fees. Another, another uh, thank you, Stu. Another amazing uh, feature is uh, if you haven't heard about rec- uh, confessions of a recovering car dealer, listen. <laughs> All proceeds go to the Big Dog Ranch. Uh, you can go to uh, Amazon or Earl on Cars. I believe that's mm-hmm. it, Jonathan. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and earlsbook.com. Yeah, earlsbook.com yeah. and Amazon. And ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, 1999, right, Stu? 1999. I got it wrong last week. It's 1999. Yeah, and and, all um, proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. <laughs> and this reco- Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, you definitely can use this book today, tomorrow, next year. is yeah. filled with information on fees and so much more. Okay. So for the radio listeners out there, very appreciative of, of that, Nancy, because um, they can't see what's going on here. So if you're streaming us, <laughs> us you can see what's happening. Um, he is, uh, Marshall's getting us a, a scratch fest right now. He's going around in circles, and he's, I think he's standing on Earl's foot. Watch, is that your bad foot? Be careful. Uh, uh, that, that's 108 pounds of, of paw coming down on your foot. <laughs> so um, anyway, so if you're, like I said, if you're streaming it, you know what's going on. But if you want to see what's happening right here, Nancy almost got knocked down there. Oops. Um, if you want to see what's happening, uh, the, the, this stays on YouTube. Go to uh, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars or just we search Earl on Cars. He's a great the dog. video is going to stay up there forever. <laughs> so it's chaotic in here like it is at 930 almost every Saturday. And it's from one of our listeners who made a donation to Big Dog Ranch. And her name is Betty. There is, uh, I think, I think Marshall is making, no, he's making his way back over to Earl. You're a star. Hey, bring this bring, bring this big dog over to me. I gotta say goodbye to Marshall before he leaves. <laughs> so anyway, you can watch this, the replay of this, on uh, Facebook and YouTube, uh, but also share it with your friends and share it for people that might be uh, looking for a dog who don't even know. So, hey, Dad, start talking. Hey, yeah, I'm gonna talk cutesy to uh, to Marshall here. And remember, if if you can't adopt Marshall, and you just don't have the facilities you can foster him for a while just bring marshall to your home for you know a week or two and it makes more room at the ranch for us to bring in more dogs like marshall that need help so wow well that's a i mean i was we were teasing him before we met him we said it was a horse but that's a dog that is that's 100 percent. that's 110 percent dog <laughs> There are horses. dog. There are horses that size. I have a, I have a, I have a dog that's ninety pounds, and he's not that tall. <laughs> this dog came up to my chest. What do you think Marshall weighs? Well, he, he told us one hundred and eight pounds. Oh, one hundred and eight. Okay. So he weighs about almost twenty pounds more than my dog. Which one of your dogs weighs ninety pounds? Uh, Wally. Wally. Oh, yeah, Wally. I didn't know Wally what, weighed ninety. What does Oreo weigh? Oreo. I have a, that's I, I adopted Oreo from Big Dog Ranch Rescue um, in twenty sixteen. Oreo weighs. 17 pounds now um when we got her she she was little like much yeah. younger weighed 13 pounds and then she put on some weight uh she got up to 23 pounds and the vet said she is she's technically obese so we put her on a farmer's dog diet and she's back down to our normal weight now oh how nice so, uh, but uh, but uh, wally is uh 100 and while we're on dogs and i can tell the whole world because we're on the radio my daughter adopted a um a dog um, um a little rat like 
terrier <laughs> that with crazy great human hair on it, and she named him Tubbo. And so we have number one Tubbo, like Tubbo. like the insult, like you're insulting somebody. She didn't realize it was an insult. <laughs> but hey, Tubbo, if you're listening, I love you. And they uh, they're in uh, New York. Uh yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, city city dog. <laughs> All right, back to the recovering car. The, okay. the camera does not do justice no. for how big Marshall no. really is. Not at all. And the the oh the smile on his face, just that goofy Aww. look on his face is like. <laughs> I oh. love that. I love that dog. Amazing. Well, okay, if, folks, uh, we are going to, uh, I believe, yes, go to the mystery shopping report. Well, let's, let's, I, let, we have time. Let's get some text there. If we have, go to we have to done YouTube's. Uh, we're okay. actually a little slow, but we got a couple comments here. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Let me scroll back just a little bit. Uh, of course, we had Eric commenting in earlier. Uh, let's see. Johnny Z. Fraidly, I <clears throat> we got to bring a couple of these comments on the air here. When we were discussing the flying car and its top speed, he came in with a comment of 88 miles per hour. It goes <laughs> into the future or the past. That's right. It's, and it's then, not a DeLorean, uh, though. <laughs> when, we, when, when we were discussing with the fellow with the Cadillac, talking about the, the fake leather, mm -hmm. uh, Johnny's answer was, they call it vegan leather, vegan leather. And he says, to him, the vegan leather tastes just as good as genuine leather. Uh, so I think Johnny may be related to uh, Marshall a little bit there, <laughs> chewing on chairs there. So, yeah, but, uh, and then he also did mention that uh, <clears throat> his first car was from 1980 from Rick Case in Cleveland. Oppenheim. And he said that was at their first store he said, but before that, Rick Case sold bicycles and motorcycles. Yeah. So that was a kind yeah. of interesting he's little a, He's there. a bike, bike salesman. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of... Uh, nice thing about you know car dealers uh, like him, it, 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 you talk about a rags to riches story, case like that where they start out selling motorcycles and end up the largest Honda dealer. Uh, it takes a special type of personality. Typically... Uh, guys like that are not really good business people, and so therefore his wife was so important and uh, really kind of, I don't think they would have ever reached the size they did without her guidance, and she still runs the store now after he passed away. Makes you wonder if, he, if his Honda shop, or if his motorcycle shop, was Honda's. Yeah. Because be. I, I got to tell you, Honda makes a great motorcycle along with their cars. Yeah. yeah. And, a, and a great lawnmower. Yep. Oh, yeah. Generators. Uh, Honda knows engines. I got. I got to say that yeah. Honda does not. I think you, Toyota. You I think Toyota issues. makes a better forklift, though. Uh, perhaps. I think so. But uh, but you hear issues with Toyota engines, Kia engines, everybody else. But you never really hear issues with the basic Honda engines. It just they they seem what to know how to get those Honda tolerances make, in. What, what was Honda making during World War Two? Um. They weren't okay. I was just testing you guys. I knew that. Oh. I got a text from Lin from Linda in Palm City. If we got time. Yeah. Okay. Good morning, Linda, and thank you. <laughs> she's she's going the text route this morning. Uh, she says, "Good morning. My warranty expired in my 2015 Nissan Murano Platinum. I have less than 55,000 miles on the car, and it's in great condition. As a senior, I'm concerned about high high repair costs and looking to get another warranty." 
I saw online a company called Endurance that is supposed to be good. It, my cost for another five years is about $5,000 with a $100 deductible. Is this good or can you recommend anyone else? Thank you so much. And that's Lindia, Lydia, Linda in Palm City. Well, uh, a lot of people have heard my feeling about extended warranties. If you have a good car and you've taken care of it, meaning you follow the owner's guide, owner's manual, recommendation on maintenance, uh, uh, you're pouring good money after bad to buy a warranty. You don't, you don't need the warranty. Bank it yourself if you feel you might not have the money if should you have a problem and put $100 a, a month into an account, let it grow, and then if you need it, uh, when you need it. If not, you got a bonus when you sell the car or trade it in. Got a down but, payment uh, on the next one. The yeah. worst thing about warranties is yep. uh, too many of them are scams. Uh, uh, we talked earlier on the show about a company that was busted for selling phony warranties. It's become a real scam uh, thing out there. Uh, there's some good warranties out there, uh, just like they're good insurance companies. and uh, But uh, they make money. You know, when, when, when you buy... Uh, when uh, a policy from State Farm, they're making money. Uh, so, unless you couldn't afford to fix your car, and you f you would need that, then you have to be very careful to buy a warranty Linda, that covers the important things. You have five thousand dollars to spend on a warranty. Don't, don't put put it in the don't savings account. Don't think about it. Yeah. Okay, uh, I I think we've got about five minutes uh, to. Uh, take care of this mystery shopping report and ladies and gentlemen you definitely can be part of uh, the uh, grading of uh, this mystery shopping report and this is uh, Kenny Ross Mazda from North Huntington Pennsylvania and uh, you can you can vote by texting us at 772-497-6530 that's 772-497-6530 now back to the recovering car dealer. Well, Agent Lightning is traveling again, and that's nice when she does that. And her hometown is in Pennsylvania, so she gets to Pennsylvania fairly often. But she travels other places, too. So it's great. We used to do just exclusively Florida car reports or mystery shopping reports. I'll speak in the first person as if I am Agent Lightning. I arrived early in the afternoon was greeted by a gentleman sitting behind the front desk. He smiled broadly and asked me if I was there to see anyone in particular. I replied that I was just interested in seeing if they had any new Mazda 3s in stock. Uh, he chuckled for me that while they were difficult to come by, they did have two on the premises. When asked about the color preferences, I, ex I expressed interest in the blue one. He promptly assured me he'd return shortly with a, a plate, a license plate and keys. Upon his return, he beckoned me to follow him outside where he would pull the car up for me. After parking the car, he inquired whether I was considering trading in my current vehicle and requested my driver's license. Now, these questions, when you go into a car dealership, which I strongly recommend against, I recommend online buying, telephone buying. Uh, you're, when you go into a car dealership, you're under the dealership's control. They have the edge. But... If you're there, you're there. So uh, uh, he asked me whether I was considered trading my current vehicle. They want your current vehicle. And when you answer yes or no, that affects the price of the new vehicle. Uh, so all these questions that you answer are feeding him information he needs to make the maximum profit 
from your visit. And that's the way car dealerships operate. It doesn't sound like something that you would accept in the 21st century, but the last of the Mohegans in the car, are the car dealers and the way they sell cars. It's haggling and hassling. It's negotiating. The sharp negotiator gets a really good price. The same person comes in, buys the same car that you did, and pays thousands of dollars more. It's really, really like Russian roulette when you're buying a car. And that's where we are in the 21st century. Um, Yes, about the trade-in, and my driver's license is attempting to infuse some humor in the situation. Give my comment, believe it or not, I'm not always as much of a pain in the behind. And, and that's another thing that he's trained to do. Likeable people sell products. Likeable people sell cars. So when a person has a wonderful personality and treats you, uh, we sometimes on the show when we do shopping reports, we get angry at rude salespeople. Well, rude salespeople are also stupid salespeople because the one that can really get you, the one that can really sell you a car for far more than you should pay is the guy that smiles and ingratiates him or herself to you. And you like, when you like somebody, it's easier to get the checkbook out and write a check out than okay. if you don't trust them. So the successful salespeople that make the most money are also the nicest, unfortunately. Um, okay, I handed over my license and he left me uh, to familiarize himself with the car while he made a copy or while a copy of my identification. A few minutes later, he's back and off we went. I hesitate to lick my finger to turn the page here because. Uh, the dog we had here licked my hands yeah. and my entire body. I'm, I'm aware so, of the <laughs> film on my hands right now. Uh, I hope Marshall is healthy. He is. They gave him a sponge bath right before they came in. They did. They did a special uh, cleaning. <laughs> During the test drive, Nick expounded on the various features of the Mazda 3, highlighting that it was top-rated for safety amongst all brands. Uh, I didn't check that. I meant to, but I didn't. But the Mazda 3... Uh, you could check Consumer Reports to find out if it really is top-rated for safety. Well, it may be. We continued a lovely chat without uh, throughout the drive where I mentioned that I was considering buying a car to keep this in this area. And remember, we're in Huntington, Pennsylvania, uh, in this area where I was considering buying a car. Um, uh, responded to this, he suggested that I might want to consider leasing given that I wouldn't be driving it frequently. Uh, I can kind of halfway understand that logic, but it was just sales talk, so it, I guess it could make sense. After giving it some thought, I told him we'd uh, most likely buy the car, eventually hand it down to our daughter uh, when she starts driving. I thanked him for a suggestion, acknowledging uh, it is a good idea that I hadn't previously considered meaning the leasing because you're not going to drive it very much. He's referring to the mileage issue. After the test drive, he demonstrated a few more features, after which we headed back inside to his desk. As Nick began inputting my information, he made light of his uh, one-finger typing skills. Again, being friendly, uh, being nice, and uh, getting ready for, to pounce. Go for the jugular. He's asked for my email address, uh, requesting that I dictate it slowly so he could <coughs> accurately input it. Uh, the 2023 Mazda 3 is a top safety pick oh. by the IIHS. Fantastic. That's what I found. That's good. Okay. It has a less of an exciting score, 74. It is recommended on Consumer Reports, with an overall score of a pale green 74. It's not, it's 
not the rich dark green, but it's a pale green. Well, Nick, if you're listening, I apologize. I, I was suggesting you might not be accurate, and maybe I'm being too hard on you. I probably am. Uh, but uh, the, the Mazda 3 is a safe car, according to testing. We verified that. After collecting all of my details, he inquired if I had any questions about the car and whether I'd like to proceed with the buying process. Upon my affirmative response, he asked about my credit. Uh, there we go with the standard questions. Uh, financing duration and down payment details before excusing himself to confer with the sales manager. Now, questions like this are qualifying questions. They're questions that eventually you need to answer. But I just tell you this, when you're being controlled by the salesperson and he's asking the questions and you're giving the answers, uh, you're giving him the, the things he needs to do to maximize the profit for the dealer and the commission for himself. So why go into a dealership and spill your guts, pardon the expression, and tell them everything about you and everything you want to do when you could do this online and keep your personal information to yourself and still get a good price? Because if you're online, they can't you know, they, they, they can't ask these questions and expect answers. You, you, you're in control because you want one thing and you want their best price, which is the way you should buy a car. A few minutes later, Nick returned with a price sheet, took the time to explain all the fees, and there are quite a few. The market value selling price was MSRP. The market value selling price, MSRP, uh, $25,015. They took off a $1,045 discount. Now, that sounds real good, right? Sure does. Because you hear about cars being sold at MSRP and over, but you say, hey, this is a market value selling price, uh, $20,015. They just took off $1,045. Well, hang on your hat. Here's what really happened. After after $1,045 discount from MSRP, they added... $999 $999 for LoJack. Now, a lot of you folks probably haven't even heard about LoJack. LoJack was the first uh, GPS theft deterrent uh, in the world. It was, I mean, it was really primitive, and you had to sign up. Some states had it, some states didn't. The price was high. And today... And it's got to be installed, like, in your car, like some device. They hide it someplace. Yeah. Yep. But you can do the same thing yourself. You can buy a GPS device on Amazon for 20 or 30 bucks. You throw an air tag in your, in your back seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you get yeah, uh, a, uh, a tile. Apple. Yeah. Apple an air Apple tag, tag uh, air tag, yeah. uh, is an is Olo jack. So uh, here they want 900 Can I say $1,000? Yeah. $1,000 for a jack, which is an archaic uh, piece of equipment. It's like a horse and Becky compared to a, a car. It just, it makes no sense. They exist only for car dealers to have big markups and big gross profits they make when they when they pack the LoJack onto your car and don't ask you, and then they add $1,000 for it. Forget about LoJack. Next, $499 for NSD uh, appearance package. We don't know what that is, but it's $499 mostly all profit to the dealer. And then uh, they have a two-year paint and fabric. Oh, that is a two-year paint and fabric protection, yeah. okay? Now, what what can a two-year paint and fabric protection be when that's all covered by the warranty? <coughs> Unless you destroy the leather 
or the cloth yourself or scratch the car, I don't think this NSD appearance package would cover that either. So to me, that's worthless, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's probably like a, a, like a Scotch card type of thing inside. Well, and for two years, the factory covers it. Yeah, I don't know if like maybe a kid spills Kool-Aid in it, it would cover that, but I don't think... Uh, by the way, I'm sorry, there was, I forgot to tell you, we did get a Toyota Guard um, claim paid for staying in the back seat. <laughs> was that the, the first one ever? First one ever. First one ever. The first one I know about, <laughs> but we've been talking about it, but there has been one. <laughs> and then, but, but wait, there's more. $400 for Etch, now that's this glass Etch, which... Uh, Back in the day when we used to do that, uh, before I became a recovering car dealer, I paid $25 for that. Today, let's be crazy and say it cost $100. They're charging $400. And, and then they add a dock fee, uh, $499, $449 dock fee. A documentary fee is a fee that you're supposed to pay. It's a legal term, and it doesn't exist. There's no lawyers involved in this. But they're still charging that. They're making up. These are all junk fees. Uh, they, they have different names, but they're junk fees. And there's some value to the uh, things like the NSD, very low value, and even the LOJAC. Um, he said the doc fee was for state paperwork. State paperwork. And the that's BS. Yeah. It's for, it's, I mean, they might say it's for their accounting department to send so, documents to the state. My, my, my being Agent Lightning, my total out-the-door figure was $27,963. My real selling price was $26,316, $1,301 over MSRP. Now, I would have had more respect for this dealer if he had just had on the window, alongside the Maroney label, that had the MSRP of $25,015. They just said $1,300 addendum, market adjustment addendum. I don't like it, but it's less deceptive. It's at least, it's just saying, listen, I'm charging you $1,300 over MSRP. Be upfront about it. Give that shopper, meaning me, the right to shop and compare with other dealers. But with the smoke and mirrors, with the low jack, with the NSD appearance package, paint and fabric, uh, dock fees, etch. That's smoke and mirrors, folks. They're trying to confuse you, and uh, frankly, I'm a little surprised. We've had some really good shopping reports from from Pennsylvania. Uh, And this really got me. I'm Agent Lighting, remember. I attempted to take a picture of the worksheet with my iPhone camera, but the salesman refused gently stating that it was not permitted to allow this, and he could, he could potentially lose his job over it. Mm. Now, first of all, I don't think he would lose his job, but you know something he could. In some hard-nosed dealerships, they say, do this or else. It's my way or the highway. I mean, some dealerships operate like that. It's most like the dealership or the salesman was going for a pity uh, response. Oh, I don't want you to lose your job. So, but he would not allow. I mean, it's, it's like saying I won't give you a copy of the uh, of the uh, price I just gave you. If they won't give you a copy, meaning your photograph, what does that tell you about the integrity of the person selling you the product? Yeah, and also in integrity of the information on on it. If they're not going to give it to you, it, it tells me it's going to change. Yeah, exactly. 
And uh, it tells you also that they don't want you to shop and compare their price. They would rather you go out blind and get the best price they can, which would be a higher price. If, if you had a good price from uh, one dealer and you took it to another dealer, you would have some control over trying to get a, a lower price. Anyway, I tried to explain that to my husband. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Um, he, he wanted me to, uh, you know, he wouldn't allow me to have a picture, but I said, I need some information to take home to my husband because uh, he wants a detailed breakdown of the cost, uh, to which he posed a challenging question. What would be the final figure <laughs> that would convince me to buy the car immediately without my <laughs> husband saying any numbers? That is really, uh, you know. He's trying to get between America. Yeah, that's really getting rough. Careful, you uh, do that. I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm surprised. I think that's a, um, a complete, that uh, was just a, yeah. a failure of, of salesmanship right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and unusual for this part of the country, by the way, because yeah. uh, Agent Lightning has shopped this area several times before. I admitted that it might not work given that my husband is a numbers person and would want to scrutinize the breakdown. I noted uh, down all the items and then he, he took my phone and captured a photo for me. So there again, he ingratiated after uh, asking me to fear for his life if he took a picture. He snuck a picture with my phone and gave it back to me. So I think it's a game he's playing. I think he's trying to ingratiate uh, himself to me so that I will feel sorry for him and buy the car. Uh, I'm sorry, that's the way I feel. Nick excused himself to fetch his manager. Upon their return, his manager suggested that I take the car for the afternoon to drive and show my husband. That's aggressive. And, uh, you know, if, if you're buying a car, you should take the car uh, for the afternoon. Uh, despite their offer, I declined, explained that I had not I had a lot on my plate before heading back to Florida. I thanked him uh, for the time that I left. So there we are. Uh, Kenny Ross, Mazda, and uh, Pennsylvania. North Huntington, Pennsylvania. And we will score this. Great on the curve. Keeping in mind that uh, there's no perfect dealers. There are no perfect dealers. And uh, A is almost unheard of. So if they're anywhere above an F, we put them on our recommended list, but we put the grade alongside. So if you go to Erwin Cars, you can see our recommended dealers and also the ones that we say do not buy a car from, that's an F. So grading on the curve, we'd appreciate your texting us your scores and uh, let us know what you think of the Ross, Kenny Ross Mazda in North Huntington, Pennsylvania. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the map here and North Huntington is a little bit closer to Pittsburgh than um, Irwin. 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 Yeah. So maybe as you get closer to the metro center, um, similar to what we see in South Florida, it just gets a little dirtier. Probably, yeah. yeah. Intense competition breeds uh, uh, ridiculous uh, tactics. I mean, uh, one dealer feels like they have to resort to as strong tactics as the competition. And... To some extent, that's true. It's really a domino effect. When you have when you have one dealer that gets away with bloody murder and sells a lot of cars, he's taking business away from his competition, and the competition say, I, I, got, I don't like it, but I've got to do the same thing. And that's the excuse that you hear oftentimes from dealers. I mean, when we dropped our dealer fee at our dealership many years ago, um, I had dealers call me and say, you know, I'd love to do the same thing, but I'm afraid to do it. And uh, some... 
the ones that did drop their dealer fee, copying us, or junk fee, I should say, the ones that did, went back and added it back later on because Even nobody bigger, else did. Bigger and better. Bigger and better, yeah. So, yeah, and it's also entry. It's also the type of that was a, last week it was a Kia dealership that typically do bad that did very, very well. Yeah, they did. Mazda. Yeah. yeah Has some nice. grades coming in, Jonathan and Delray, formerly Wellington. So between last week and this week, Jonathan has moved. Um, he says, I'll give Mazda, uh, this Mazda dealership a D. The salesperson's amicable personality was appreciated, but not enough to override the fraudulent fees for Lojack, Etch, Doc Fee, and the appearance package. Sounds disreputable to me. And Bob says, F for failure for Kenny Ross Mazda. You know, my thoughts are um, there was a lot of stuff that we typically only see down here. Um, and I'm not sure if... Uh, Nick's, you know, affable personality. I, I think he was complicit. I don't. I mean, sometimes we see salespeople that, um, you know, they're just as much of a victim as the management as, as the customer. But I, this, this guy seemed like he knew what he was doing. Um, I'm not going to fail him because we are on a curve. But I think the curve is a little bit different in in Pennsylvania. So I give him a D minus. Rick, from Negan one, in the words of Stu's S bomb. F. He, he paid attention. Crappy deal. He got it. Yeah, he, he got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a call from the FCC. <laughs> from uh, Kirk in West by God, Virginia, Kenny Ross Mazda, what $1,900 of craptastic fees, but you get a $1,000 discount. Sorry, not for me. No picture of the worksheet and magic hidden fees earns you a solid F. <clears throat> Tom Steckel, D. Unwilling to immediately provide an out-the-door price, low-value options that added nearly 2000 must be related to Al Hendrickson. <laughs> Scott Hunter, D. Fees, fees. Johnny Fraidley, too many junk fees and over MSRP equals F. Tim Gilliland, from Toasty Yuma, I'm holding out for nitrogen in the tires. <laughs> C-. minus. Brian said, let go D for me. Too many fees. Give me five bucks. This is a hard F. Too many junk fees. Rocky Blocketeel, low jack. Why not throw in an 8-track tape player while you're at it? <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> DK McGlynn. That, <coughs> that one stuck in Rick's throat. That one hurt. <laughs> he's trying to speak right now. Rick is leaning over, coughing. He's smiling. I think he's okay. Sorry, he's, folks. He's back to the mic. Uh, TK Mecklin, D minus. And for me, I'm going to say a, a D. Yeah, it's you can get the deal, but you're going to have to watch yourself there, folks. It's yeah. a little scary near Pittsburgh. I'm yeah. going to give him a give D, too, because I, that's the worst store we shopped in, in Pennsylvania. But there's some stores down here and around the rest of the country that are so bad, I'm not going to fail them. But it, it, I, I came close. Okay. Um, from the uh, Pittsburgh girl. I'll tell you what, you guys, mm -hmm. do you hear that? You guys, mm -hmm. that is clearly Pittsburgh. Uh, for uh, North Huntington, Pennsylvania, I'm a little embarrassed. Uh, $9.99 for a low jack. They're making you I've look got, bad, Nancy. Uh, honestly, you're making me look bad. Stu just said it. Uh, at home, I have the uh, Apple tags. I got them all over the place. I'll uh, stick with that. And uh, what was this? Was this a test? What would be the figure, the final figure that would convince me to buy the car immediately without my husband? 
Was that a test? That's called the final close. Guess what? <laughs> you failed. I give you an F. Mm. Wow. There we go. The Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's personal. There you go. It yeah. very, very, very much yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> I warned him the easy way or the hard way. All right, guys. See you later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stu is out of here. Listen, uh, Marshall was in. I hope everyone saw how beautiful Marshall the Great Dane was. And uh, you can uh, definitely adopt today's featured dog of the week. And you can, by, you can do that by going to www.bigdogranchrescue.org. There you can not only see Marshall, but you can see everyone. I didn't hear you do your dog. Can as deep as Marshall would. Can you go that low? <laughs> <laughs> I came down for his time. That, that was There tough. you go. That and, was and I don't think Marshall barked, did he? <laughs> no, he was here. Yeah. I'm he sure was, he's got a great bark, though. He was yeah. quiet. He was a good boy. Yeah, very. Also, let me mention again confessions of a recovering car dealer don't forget you can go to amazon you can go to earlsbook.com and there you'll pay 19.99 for that book and guess where that all goes it all goes to big dog ranch except great for cost. the amazon kickback fee we have to pay amazon yeah. to sell the book yeah that's, there that's you a, go. Books, La- uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars. And also, I want to thank Betty again uh, for her contribution uh, to Big Dog Ranch and her reaching out to other uh, ladies who would like to call the show. Have a wonderful weekend. Goodbye, everyone.